Welcome to GrishaCast, episode 34. In this episode, we are covering chapters 45 and 46 from the book Six of Crows. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Moi savayeni, casters. Hello. Hi. Hi. So, we've got some... Cities to thank. We do. First up is Linwood, Washington. What, what? That's awesome. And then we're going to go to Clovis, Texas. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And Serignan, France. Wow. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. And stay tuned to hear your city. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get around to them all. So how was your week? It was, it, it was uneventful. That's, that's the best kind. Yeah, that is that is really good. <laughs> yes, after what has happened in May and yeah, yeah, it's it's good to it's calm good down. To, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it, it's really hot. That's the one thing that I'm not enjoying right now. The humidity hasn't been bad though. I know that's like a huge joke. Where it's like the hot and the humidity, but I don't feel like it's been very humid. So it hasn't mm. been super gross. I don't think. I just hate heat. So any kind of heat, I'm know, just complaining about it. I know. I, I'm i just anti it. I still wear long sleeves. You need to go be a Fjordan. <laughs> I do. I would be so happy. <laughs> I really would. Uh, it'd be great to live there besides their, the way they think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot like living in the South, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Good point. That's exactly. Yeah. So a lot has been going on in the world. And um, we're... It's a... It's a very happening time. It's a very serious time. It is. And it's important, I think, for us to always remember about, like, you know, just what's gone on in the past and where we are. And we haven't mentioned anything. Well, we might have, like, through our Instagram. But happy Pride Month, everybody. Absolutely. Yes. Happy Pride. Yeah, it's an amazing month. And it's going to be, it's definitely a different Pride than we've ever had before. Yes. Because there isn't going to be a actual pride festival anywhere so i know the nashville pride they were giving out like you could get a bag of pride goodies mailed to you and they're doing like a virtual thing i guess but yeah yeah it's not like being out in the middle of everyone and celebrating together yeah but that'll just mean that next year will be huge hopefully yeah exactly hopefully hopefully (laughs) fingers crossed (laughs) so yeah, happy Pride Month to everybody, and yeah, it's just um, it's important, you know. That's a this is a queer podcast. It is. It really is, and we are we're just happy to be here. Happy to be able to share our love about the Grishaverse that even has queer aspects in there, and that's yes. a huge thing. It is. It's giant to have um a, a universe like that big. Yeah. That has queer characters in it for um, us to identify with. Exactly. It's amazing. It, I, I love it, love it, love it. And um, it made me, I don't know, I just love Jesper and Wyland so much. And especially oh, yeah. when you get to that part in the book, it takes a while to get there. And it's just kind of cute, though, because there's a lot of like rereading it now. 
there's a lot of flirting in the very beginning, like mm-hmm. that you see throughout it, but you don't get it until you actually get there. And yeah. it's like, oh, I love the fan art of yeah. the two of them too. It's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, I love. Check out our Instagram. There's a really cute photo of them. Oh, I love it. And we also talked about Black Lives Matter in that um, Instagram photo. So you know, it's just important to stay. Like, there's just so much going on right now. It's a very important time for all of us to, you know, stand up for what's right. And, you know, don't hide behind your walls and be scared to share your opinions because that's the only way we can get through this. Exactly. We need to use our voices more. Exactly. It's how it's how all this works. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) things can't change if everyone stays afraid and quiet. Exactly. Exactly. I saw this really. I um saw this in- interesting post the other day that I really liked. Um, and I I reposted it on my Facebook, but it was just like it brought, it made me really think, and I just thought it was really interesting. Um, and I'm gonna share it just because I feel like I should, <laughs> if I can find it. Um, but it's. <laughs> It says if you're if you've never had a Supreme Court case decide if you have the same rights as others, you have privilege. And I just thought that was really interesting because that's so true. It is. And it's and I'm not saying and I'm not reading that in any like mean or derogatory way. I'm just saying it's important for us to realize that. I mean, I I realize the parts of my life that definitely have been privileged compared to others. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's so important to see that. And for me personally, I I then try to help out in any way that I can to to the people that aren't absolutely the people that haven't had the privilege that I have. And I mean, that's just the world we live in. We need to help one another out. I mean, literally. I mean, it's just it's it's not an easy world out there. And, it's not. And yeah, and. Where we live, we are lucky. We, I mean, the United States, it goes back and forth. Every country, I'm sure, has its issues. But where we live, we actually are very lucky where marriage equality has been passed finally. I mean, it did happen a couple years ago. But, I mean, it, I've always thought, like, why is that taking so long? You know? Mm-hmm. It's just... Like things that seem like it shouldn't be an issue. At all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so silly. And it's the same with, like, Black Lives Matter. I mean, racism is still here. And especially where we live. We see it. It is hardcore down here. And I don't... Sometimes it gets really frustrating for me because I think people try to hide it as um, their Southern heritage is the way that some people will say it. Not saying all. Not saying it all, like... Southern heritage in in all is racist. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying that people sometimes will use that term as a way of hiding their racism. Racism. Yes. I have a very, very long family history of being in the South. I um, There's other ties I have to the South. Um, it's not an excuse. No. I, I've seen it growing up, and I see it all the time. Um see it at work sometimes unfortunately and it's just it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever it just it seems so silly yeah exactly and on the opposite side of that coin i think it's really like it's really important to also realize that 
cops are not all bad and that there are a lot of like i mean there's just two sides to this and i mean there's but i don't want to take away from black lives matter because that is something that's been going on for a long time i just know that since this issue has come up recently there's been a lot of hate towards the police and i think that's taking away from one, I don't think we should have all this hate towards the police because of just a few actions that some people took. Yes, there are a lot of issues and there are people in every kind of system that are crooked, but it's taking away from stuff. We don't need to, I, my personal thing is don't focus on the police. We need to focus on Black Lives Matter and like trying to get, you know, help the racism, help like help stop the racism. My division of the school actually teaches cops. <laughs> Yeah. And so we've had a lot of issues and back and forth and talking about what's going to happen next. And we have a lot of talk about how um, being a police officer, there can be no bad apples in that in that profession, just Correct. like um, doctors and surgeons and pilots and anything that you hold somebody's life in your hand. There can be no bad apples. Um, and then that also comes with we don't have the funding to pay them properly. We don't have the training to train them properly. So a lot of bad apples get in. Yeah. And how we fix that is kind of the next step and what we're looking at. Yeah. And that's and that's the hard part. It is. I mean, that's that's the hard part. It's the question, how do you do that? Yes. And right now I just see a lot of people, unfortunately, being silent and just not caring about it or just i don't know i see a lot i think a lot of people are scared of what to say and so they just don't i i agree with that but there are some there are just people that i see i i just can i see it and it's just it infuriates me and they're not even coming out and saying it it's just the thing, some of the words and the things that they say and the things that they're concerned about, it's like, oh my goodness gracious. Like, anyways, point yeah. is, we all need to try to come together. And I know this is so cheesy, but you know, try to love one another. Yes. It's the absolute truth. I mean, it is. we are all humans on this earth. Like, exactly. If you split us all open, you will find the exact same insides. Exactly. So <laughs> it doesn't matter what anything looks like on the outside or who you love or any of that but that's not what we are here to discuss but thank you for letting us do a little tangent on that i just i always thought it was important that you know we have this podcast we have this platform and you and i are best friends and see things in a very similar way and i know that i've always and i shared this with you earlier i i listen to a lot of podcasts but the ones i listen to I always am listening to hear their perspective on the issues that I'm concerned about because it gives me hope. But I love hearing that because it helps me know that I'm not alone in this world with the feelings and the thoughts that I have. Exactly. So that's why we're sharing this probably for the first time. And it it's not to try to push our opinions on anybody. It's to hopefully make some people out there feel less alone. Exactly. We like to spread love. Yep. So love and support. And is. if you don't have that, we're your parents now. <laughs> we are. <laughs> just just write us. Mm-hmm. We will always write back. We're here. Well, let's move on into the Grishaverse. So we did only cover two chapters, but a lot happened because it's the end of the book. Oh, 
wait a minute. Pause that. Tara, you have something to say. <laughs> I do. We have um, we have a little little different thing going on here. For the first time on GrishaCast, we have a special treat from one of our listeners. That's amazing. It is. I'm actually really excited about this. This is so fun. Uh, we want to give a big thanks to Ollie Dodd from Tamworth, UK. Woohoo! Ollie found the Grishaverse during the COVID-19 lockdown, and he is currently finishing up Six of Crows, just like we are. Yeah. Ollie is a single dad of two, working for the Ministry of Defense. Come on, mamas. Go, Dan. <laughs> he loves Marvel, watching rugby and tennis, and is a self-taught guitarist and pianist. He is an aspiring composer. He's inspired by um, Hans Zimmer. Ah. He has uh, quite a knack for composing musical scores, which is fantastic because even though I can read music, I can't compose it. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> he created an independent theme around the upcoming Netflix Shadow and Bone series that encompasses all sorts of elements of the Grishaverse, power struggles, conflict in a fictional Slavic-based world, journey and discovery, adventure and romantic charm. This wow. score echoes what Ollie felt when reading the books. You can look him up on YouTube by searching Shadow and Bone Theme. We will be featuring his score during our scene in this podcast. That's awesome. It's going to be really cool. Wow. Uh, that's so cool that we get to have um, something that was inspired by yeah, and the Grishaverse from one of our listeners, and we get to feature it exactly. on our podcast. We get to feature so it. We thank get to... you so much, Ollie. Exactly. And please go and check him out. And um, yeah, what a hard... I, I can't even imagine trying to compose music. No. Like, that would be so hard. And I've listened to this track, and it's really good. It is. It is so good. I play so many instruments, and I i mean, I don't have a problem reading music, but I've never, ever, ever been able to compose anything. Huh. And for that to be like his form of art, I'd, I'm, I'm very impressed. Yeah, agreed. Well, let's get on in so you guys can hear it. Absolutely. And Yeah, so we are at the very end. We're still in part six, Proper Thieves. But we are starting chapter 45, which is Kaz, which is right where we get to the meat of everything. So um, so Kaz threatens Van Eck that if anything goes wrong, he will make sure that word gets out um, and that nobody, like, nobody's going to want to work with him. And um, yeah, nobody will want to work with him again, um, and especially the Merchant Council. So, unfortunately, we find out that Van Eck, um, that the Merchant Council was never involved this whole time. So, oops. Little, um, little fib. Yeah, a little fib to Kaz. And he, and he believed it, which is, uh-huh. like, really hard. Yeah, there was a big realization there. Yeah. So, here is a quote. Understanding came in a terrible flash. They were never involved, Kaz said. Why had he believed Van Eck had the blessing of the Merchant Council? Because he was... Was rich, upstanding merchant because he dressed his own servants and soldiers in the purple uniforms of the Stodwatch. Kaz had met with Vanek in a quarantine merchant's house, not a government building, but he'd been taken in by a little set dressing. It was Hartzoon and his coffee house all over again. Only now, Kaz was old enough to know better. End quote. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 
Yeah, so can't believe Van Eck actually pulled one over on Kaz. Uh, we find out that Van Eck's plan has pretty much gone as he had planned. Um, he has actually wanted the formula to the Parm this whole time not to destroy it. And he actually bought out all of these Jurda fields months ago in Novia Zem. So when the word gets out about Jurda Parm, every country is going to be squabbling and running for to be able to get their own supply to be able to control their own Grisha. Mm-hmm. So he knows that the formula cannot stay a secret. Um, Inej mentions that the Merchant Council will find out, and Vanek quickly says that they won't find out at all. That is the reason he picked them, scum of the barrel, that no one will listen to them. At So, I mean, he picked them specifically because he knows no one will listen to these kids, pretty mm-hmm. much. And that if they did happen to disappear, there's no mourners. Yeah, there's not going to be any funerals. No one's going to miss them. No one will. At that moment, Vanek summons his Tidemakers, who then conjure up a huge wave headed directly for the Feraline. Vanek says none of them will be making it off this island. Kaz then yells to Vanek that his son is on that ship, and that kind of—it stops Vanek. So Vanek stops his Tidemakers. Um, Vanek at first seems stunned by hearing his son Wyland is on that ship. Kaz says that he knows that he cares about him because of the letters he has sent to him. And here's a quote. And this is from, Let me tell you about my son. He spat the word as if it were poison on his lips. He was meant to be heir to one of the greatest fortunes in all of Kerch, an empire with shipping lines that reach all over the globe, one built by my father and my father's father. But my son, the boy meant to rule this grand empire, cannot do what a child of seven years can. He can solve an equation. He can paint and play the flute most prettily. What can... What my son cannot do, Mr. Brecker, is read. He cannot write. I have hired the best tutors from every corner of the world. I've tried specialists, tonics, beatings, hypnotism, but he refused to be taught. I finally had to accept that Gezin saw fit to curse me with a moron for a child. Wylan is a boy who will never grow to be a man. He is a disgrace to my house. End quote. Rough words. Yeah. They are. Damn. <laughs> but it's also, we also have some more representation there for people with learning disabilities. So oh, yeah. go Miss Bardugo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because this is a beloved character. Mm-hmm. And it all it is making sense now. I mean, we're just getting more pieces of, of Wyland. Jesper then puts two and two together and realizes that the letters Van Eck had been sending to Wyland were actually mocking him because of his illiteracy, um, which is horrible. So yeah, those letters were, dad. He, yeah, it wasn't to tell him that he loved him. It was because he knew he couldn't read them. Um, Vanek calls him a mistake, which is so hard to hear um, or to read. I just, I, I, I hate that for Wyland. He's just such a sweet character. Mm-hmm. So Jesper is dumbfounded by Van Eck's cruelty. Van Eck's wife is um, pregnant with another child, we find out, um, who he says, whether boy, girl, or child with horns, they will be his heir. 
So he's got plans to make sure that someone is his heir. Um, so he's pretty much just given up on Wylan. Jesper's pissed and yells how Wylan actually is smarter than all of them. Vanek blows his whistle and the Tidemakers send two huge waves toward the Feraline and demolish it. Debris goes everywhere. Jesper flips out and raises his gun to Vanek. Kaz stops him. Jesper doesn't understand why Kaz is being so calm after Vanek just killed Wylan and Nina. And this is where we have our scene for the evening. So, curtain. Oh, well, first off, um, (laughs) Terry is going to be playing Vanek and Ensemble. (laughs) (laughs) And she's just, there's just a couple lines in there that are not Vanek's. And then I will be playing Kaz. But this is more of a reading, (laughs) but it's going to be good. So, And remember our featured music in the back of this scene. Yeah. So, curtain up. I confess to being a bit shocked too, Mr. Brecker, said Van Eck. No tears? No righteous protest for your lost crew? They raise you cold in the barrel. Cold and cautious, said Kaz. Not cautious enough, it seems. At least you won't live to regret your mistake. Tell me, Venek, will you do penance? Gezin frowns on broken contracts. Venek's nostrils flared. What have you given to the world, Mr. Brecker? Have you created wealth? Prosperity? No. You take from honest men and women and serve only yourself. Gezin shows his favor to those who are deserving, to those who build cities, not the rats who eat away at their foundations. He has blessed me and my dealings. You will perish, and I will prosper. That is Gezin's will. There's just one problem, Vanek. You'll need Kue, your bow, to do it. And how will you take him from me? You are outgunned and surrounded. I don't need to take him from you. You never had him. That's not Kue, your bow. A sorry bluff at best. I'm not big on bluffing, am I, Inej? Not as a rule. Vanek's lip curled. And why is that? Because he'd rather cheat, said the boy who was not Kueyilbo in perfect, unaccented kerch. Vanek startled at the sound of his voice, and Jesper flinched. The shoe boy held out a hand. Pay up, Kaz. Kaz sighed. I do hate to lose a wager. You see, Vanek, Wyland bet me that you would have no qualms about ending his life. Call me sentimental, but I didn't believe a father could be so callous. Vanek stared at Kuwayulbo, or the boy he believed to be Kuwayulbo. Kaz watched him wrestle with the reality of Wylan's voice coming from Kuwayulbo's mouth. Jesper looked just as incredulous. He'd get his explanation after Kaz got his money. It's not possible, said Vanek. It shouldn't have been. Nina had been a passable tailor at best, but under the influence influence of Jirdaparim, well, as Vanek had once said, things become possible that simply shouldn't be. A nearly perfect replica of Kue Yulbo stood before them, but he had Wyland's voice, his mannerisms, and though Kaz could see the fear and hurt in his golden eyes, Wyland's surprising courage too. After the battle in the Jerhom Harbor, the Merchling had come to Kaz to warm, warn him that he couldn't be used as leverage against his father. Wylan had been red-faced, barely able to 
to speak the words of his supposed affliction. Kaz had only shrugged. Some men were poets, some were farmers, some were rich merchants. Wyland could draw a perfect elevation. He'd made a drill that could cut through glass, Grisha, through Grisha glass from parts of a gate and scavenged bits of jewelry. So what if he couldn't read? Kaz had expected the boy to balk at the idea of being tailored to look like Hue. A transformation that extreme was beyond the power of any Grisha not using Param. It may be permanent, Kaz had warned him. Wyland hadn't cared. I need to know. Once and for all, I need to know what my father really thinks of me. And now he did. End scene. I didn't really want to turn off the music. I know, it's so nice. <laughs> so, um, so that's what Kaz, went down. <laughs> well, that's what Kaz wanted of Nina in our last week. That's what he wanted of Nina before it wore off. Yeah, he had one more little plan for her. Yeah, and it's a good one. It's just such a huge surprise. Yeah, it is. And uh, to for Wyland to actually like be standing there hearing everything his father said firsthand coming out of his mouth. It's not hearsay. Yeah, I mean he he had he knew his. Him and his father didn't get along, but I mean, it's different when you hear those words come directly yes. out of his mouth. I mean, that's why, like, I cringed. That's why I cringed so much reading it the second time because I knew he was sit- standing right there. Like, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, ugh. Yeah, it's, I was. I was shocked. <laughs> so, moving on, Kaz um, taunts Vanek by asking him, "What if the real Kuwait had been on that ship?" Kaz says if he pays them and lets them off that island, he will let him know where the real Kue is. They start to fight, and at the moment of fear, Kaz accidentally looks over at Inej pretty much for her safety and because we know that he he loves her, um, when he should have been staring directly at Vanek. So the problem with this is he should have been staring at Vanek. Vanek is looking at Kaz, and then he all of a sudden, he just gives it away because... Love makes you do stupid, stupid things. Yep, that one <laughs> look yep. g- gave Vanek the information he needed. Mm-hmm. So Vanek, Grisha, grab um, Inej and fly off into the sky. <laughs> Crazy. Vanek says, you have one week to bring me the real Kuwait, Vanek shouted, or they'll hear that girl screams all the way back in Fjorda. And if that still doesn't move you, I'll let it be known that you're harboring the most valuable hostage in the world. Every gang, government, smuggler, and spy will be after you and the dregs. You'll have nowhere to hide, end quote. Nina and Kue were safe this entire time. They actually were in the safe cell at um, Hell Hellgate. Uh, yeah, remember when Kaz was leaving... He had, and they said, "What? Where's the other longboat?" And he said, "It's out for repair." Right. <laughs> they actually took it. So it's all coming together. It really <laughs> is. It's it, and it's all these little pieces. It is. It's There's think, so many little pieces. Yeah, I mean, because that was such a small little part too. And back then, back then, when we were reading that part, <laughs> so um, Jesper gets upset that he was the only one who didn't know about. Kue slash Wyland tailoring. Um, Kaz tells him it's because, unfortunately, he couldn't trust him. Um, 
Jesper had accidentally let out information, let out some important information about their departure um, on trying to get onto the Feraline when they were going to Fyrdar. We remember that whole debacle and all that shooting and Inej almost dying pretty much. Mm-hmm. So Kaz hasn't forgotten that. And he found out that, I mean, it's because Jesper accidentally, I mean, it was an accident. He wasn't meaning to but accidentally had the information slip. They all start to bicker, and things look like it's pretty much kind of falling apart, which is really sad, but they finally come together. And here is the end of the scene. I mean, end of the scene, end of the chapter. Um, Start with this quote. Kaz flexed his fingers in his gloves. How did you survive the barrel? When they took everything from you, you found a way to make something from nothing. I'm going to invent a new trick, Kaz said. One Vanak will never forget. He turned to the others. If he could have gone after Inej alone, he would have. But not even he could pull that off. I'll need the right crew. Wyland got to his feet. For the wraith, Jesper followed, still not meeting Kaz's eyes. For Inej, he said quietly. Matthias gave a single sharp nod. Inej had wanted Kaz to become someone else, a better person, a gentler thief. But that boy had no place here. That boy ended up starving in an alley. He ended up dead. That boy couldn't get her back. I'm going to get my money, Kaz vowed, and I'm going to get my girl. Inej could never be his, not really, but he would find a way to give her the freedom he'd promised her so long ago. Dirty hands had come to see the rough work done. End quote. My girl. I know. <laughs> My girl. My girl. And that's the end of that chapter. God, it was a lot. Yeah. But so still, there's one last chapter. There is. Chapter 46, the end. And this one actually yes. is from Pekka's point of view. Surprise. It was quite a surprise. <laughs> I was like, this is how we're ending this. But I was also very shocked that he was alive. Because, like, after the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Um, so Pekka is chewing on some Jurda mm. in his suite above the Emerald Palace. The crows are standing in front of him in comedy brute costumes for some reason. Oh, okay. Um, and Nina is still in terrible, terrible shape. But, yeah, we don't know why they're in these costumes. Uh, back in the ice court, Kaz had told Pekka that he wanted to do him a favor by leaving the door unlocked so he could escape. Kaz says it's because he wasn't meant to die there. Pekka says he'll owe him, and that is why they are in front of him now to collect on the favor. So my question is, <laughs> with that story of he just went in and like opened the door and said, you're not going to die here, leave. Why did he? Why was he covered in blood? Remember, because like it, one of one of them, Matthias or something like that, was like staring at him, covered in blood after all of Jesper, that. Jesper, yeah, yeah. So I don't understand. He said he got into it with the soldier. Maybe he actually did. Maybe he actually did. Hmm. And if we are wrong, listeners, then please feel free to let us know. Because that that wasn't fully explained, it, really. Like I don't know wasn't. if I can take Kaz's word for that, but I. Always just assumed that it was, you know, they got into it. He either killed him or beat him up, which I figured he beat him up after he said he had talked to Pekka. Yeah. Um, So that's very confusing to me. Well, 
That's one little thing that didn't get wrapped up in a bow at the end here. <laughs> but we've got to remember, don't forget, like, I mean. Yeah, we continue on. Exactly. So, Kaz tells Pekka what happened with Vanek and asks for 200,000 Krug. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> a message to the Ravkin capital. What's he going to say? I don't know. Is he going to say, help us? Um, in exchange, he will give Pekka his shares of the Crow Club and Fifth Harbor. He had to like write it out, so I don't know if he actually really gave him those or not. We'll see. Yeah. Pekka tried. <laughs> Pekka tried to talk Kaz into uh, not going into war with Vanek, telling telling him that it's a complete and total waste of time. You're going to lose, right. but ultimately he agrees and hands over the money. And Kaz asks if Pekka remembers him. And of course, he doesn't. Nope. The deal is the deal and the crows leave. Pekka goes to check his check the time because it's time to go make some money. And he realizes his watch is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and in its place is a turnip. Like he pulls out the chain and there's like a turnip dangling. <laughs> I love it. I know. It's so funny. Uh, his wallet, tie pin, a coin pendant. And even the gold buckles on his shoes have been stolen. How that is in How do you get the gold buckles off his shoe? Without someone noticing. I like I mean Because everybody's standing in front of him. Like nobody's like kneeling down like You would notice yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's a creative thief. So the chapter ends with Pekka saying that he hopes that Van Eck kills Kaz because otherwise he will have to. Dun, dun, dun. The end of the book. Oh, my gosh. That was so good, though. It was. So let me ask you this. Because I, I brought you in, brought you into this Grishaverse <laughs> with knowing nothing. I know. Threw you into Shadow and Bone. I was like, read this book. You're coming in next week, and we're going to start discussing yep. the second. <laughs> and by the way, I hope you like it. <laughs> okay. So... Reading that series, and now you've read the first book of this, do you kind of see, like, I don't know, I just, it's a great book. It is. It, it's very different. It is very different. It's, it's got a lot more, like, mystery and... Yeah, it's it's, I feel like it's darker. It is darker. There's darker themes in there, for sure. Um, you know, we're not paddling across a body of water on a bloated dead person yeah, you, in the first trilogy. <laughs> no, none of that happened. No. And we're not talking about having people and things like that. So um, I've always thought of it as very steampunk. And then you also brought up how um, what's his name who plays um, the Darkling in his interview. He kind of said the same. He said it reminded him of Peaky like blinders. A, yeah, and how it like reminded him of like a sarish steampunk, and like I don't know, I just see that. I I don't know if I got really like steampunk in my head. I just I do get very like dark, um, definitely yeah. like a like a Peaky Blinders like kind of feel where yeah. everything's just like dark and grungy, and everybody's in suits and hats. And see, and I haven't seen that. Oh, you t you should. I probably would now going back. I know you said you tried and you didn't really get into it, but yeah. now like going back, you might see some similarities in there. Okay. Well, then I'll try it. It's Again. just the same kind of feel, I think. Yeah. Well, it was a good book. And it, yes, it was. And it's so different from 
the first trilogy. It's just so different. But hey, we got another book coming. We got Crooked Kingdom. So mm-hmm. that is the sequel. And that'll be the, I mean, the end of the story, kind of. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've just, she keeps writing more in the Grishaverse. We're not done with all this stuff. So. And like, I can't even really like predict what's going to happen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I tried to move my glasses and hit the mic. Um, Because all through this book, there was no way of knowing exactly what's going to happen. Like, you know, they're going to go to the ice court. You know, they're trying to get Yol Bear Bo. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Bo Yol Bayer. <laughs> Out, <laughs> out of the ice court, but that's that's really it. Like all the little twists and turns that like come through everything. Yeah, there was no way really of of knowing exactly all those little fine bits. Like how are we supposed to know that Wyland was going to make a diamond drill out of bits and pieces? Yeah, I mean, there's it's there's so much. I mean, it. I love the book, and I just remember at first I was like, "What am I reading?" Like. <laughs> Why am I reading about a heist? Like, that doesn't even sound like something I would enjoy. But it was the Grishaverse, and people went crazy over this book. Like, did I ever tell you how I got this actual book? Like, I was a part of... Someone invited me to be, like, in this, like, weird... I don't know if you call it a book club, but, like, where you got... Like, it was on Facebook. I said I want to be a part of it. It's like an exchange, kind of. Yeah, someone sent it to me. I have no clue who it was, but that was, like, it just came in the mail. And uh, that's the first time I ever saw anything or heard anything about the Grisha verse. And it sat on my shelf for a long time, but I thought it looked cool (laughs) because like I had the copy that the pages on the outside were black. And anyways, it's just cool that it finished. It's just, it's neat. I'm excited. I'm excited to dive into Crooked Kingdom because yet again, I've only read Crooked Kingdom once. So I can't remember. No, I do. Now, since I've thought, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be hard. This is going to be rough. I've I heard. enjoyed the first trilogy. I enjoyed it. Um, but getting into this point, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, that's a little more. I like it better. It's, yeah, it's a little more my my style with the darkness and the. I think it just, I think her writing evolves. And I think she just, it's just, it's very different. I mean, I think I I love Lee and I love like I just I think Shadow and Bone have a very important part of her writing history and it's the beginning of her creating the foundation of the Grishaverse. Oh, yeah. And now everything after that though, like I mean, I've just I've I loved it. Like I mean, I gulp it up. I mean, like it's just like I really can't like put down this these books. Um they're just so good. And that's why we have Grishcast. Yay. <laughs> So let's move on because it is that time, y'all. Gosh, that was so Southern. (laughs) It's that time. Every once in a while it comes out. It sure does. It is time for. (laughs) Greasy Cast News. So we actually have some. Woo. That's huge (laughs) because we just haven't had any. Um. Lee um, put out an Instagram, or I don't know, whatever, um, information about the sequel to King of Scars is going to include, and she just kind of made this list, which is exciting, a wedding, a funeral, new POVs, and the title starts with an R. (laughs) And she invited people to guess. 
Yes. The title. Which I have n- no clue. Um, but new points of view, which is going to be interesting. Like, I, I wonder if she's going to bring in more characters. I know or maybe you know- it's from a point of view from somebody we haven't read. We haven't had that point of view before. Maybe new characters. But maybe. that'd be weird to have like a dynamic new character in a sequel. Yeah. Who haven't we heard from in the whole for I don't know. Yeah. But so well cuz when you get to King of Scars that's when Yeah, there's... both of your stories merge. Yeah. You'll see. I know. I, I want to talk to you about it, but I can't just flood your brain with like, all the information. You have Mm-mm. to read it. So, um, also, um, we all need to have Lee in our prayers and thoughts. Um, Lee has, um, she posted about her osteonecrosis and how it has spread beyond her ankles. And she's going to be having uh, another test in six months, and that will show how fast it is moving. So, our beloved queen. Let's all think about her, send her good vibes and prayers and love. Let's all put that into the universe for her because we want her to be okay. Yes. So um, we do have um, two listener thank yous from Instagram. We've got a thank you to Martha Indeed, go girl, and Dove underscore Crimson 722. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for liking us. <laughs> <laughs> you really like me. <laughs> no, thank you so much um, for commenting. We really appreciate when you interact with us and, on our on our socials. And yeah, I'm 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 really proud of us because I I love our podcast. We're doing really well. We we've are. got a lot of really great. <laughs> we've got a lot of great listeners. We've so come a long way. We have. So, as we said, we will be starting Crooked Kingdom next. We're going to be taking a small, short, itty-bitty break. Itty-bitty break. One week. Give me a week, peeps. (laughs) I just want one week, and then we will be returning the following week. So, our next podcast, starting Crooked Kingdom, will be out, I believe, that is right, July 2nd? It's July 2nd, a Friday, or did I look that up wrong? And I, maybe it's July 3rd. It's gonna be the third. Yeah, that's what I just realized. I was like, I accidentally put the day that we record. Okay, so (laughs) yes. So July third, you can look for the new podcast. Um and have we are gonna just start off a little slower. Um we're gonna do just chapters one and two of Crooked Kingdom. But that's because chapter two is like a lot bigger. It's very long. Yeah. We're we're trying to stay within like forty pages, so like we don't have an overwhelming amount of like content to cover, but can also be able to like, you know, have fun and yeah. laugh and not just feel like, Oh my God, we've got all this <laughs> stuff to cover. Absolutely. So, so start reading, start reading so we can figure out the new book. Yeah. About- Although I've seen on our socials that some of you have. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun that you're reading along with us. Yeah. Bow your buyer. <laughs> Just had to say it, didn't you? I did. Well, okay. it's. I always think it's funny because, like, when little tidbit into my childhood, it'll be fast though. I guess there's this bear that I had, 
my mom gave it to me, I guess, like the minute I popped out or something. And as I got older, she always tried to get me to say bear and I could never say bear. And the, like, I just finally, my first word was bow. <laughs> and I was, I guess, trying to say bear. So whenever I think of bow, you'll buy her. I always think of my, my bear oh, bow. Oh, your little childhood bear. I still have him. Like, I mean, and he is, to- like, I carried that thing everywhere and he does not look like a teddy bear anymore (laughs) that poor thing is like but i love him i love that thing the things that i had oh my poor family my brother hated me we had to drive i think we were driving to jackson mississippi because that's where my family was from which is an eight hour drive from nashville and bellevue from where we Mm -hmm. live we got all the way to memphis and i realized i didn't have Bo. we had to turn her proud to go oh, yeah. get that stuff to animal. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah. Ha- that happened to me too. Ugh. So, well, it has been a very eventful episode, yet another book out of the Grishaverse has been done, and that just feels so good. And I'm it does. Just, yeah, I'm excited for us. <laughs> so, um, anyways, tune back in um, Friday, July 3rd. We're excited to be with you all to continue this sequel. So... See you all in two weeks. No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram at GrishaCast, YouTube at GrishaCast, Twitter at Grisha Podcast and Facebook at GrishaCast.